Hello there. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you're enjoying your summer. I guess most people are gearing up for school returning, summer trips, vacations. I don't know. Whatever everybody does in the summertime. (laughs) is coming to a close before long. Here I'm recording this. I think it's the 28th of July. Almost August. My son will be turning 8. I'll be turning 46 somehow. And time literally is like some out of control vortex (laughs) that cannot be slowed down. Life is good. Life is full of reward, both natural and spiritual, temporal and eternal. I get the privilege to train and teach my son and love him and be blessed by Him as He grows and as He changes. I get to see the handiwork of the Lord in in the life of my wife as she is literally transformed into the likeness of Jesus the Christ as she gives herself to be in the order that God set in place with Christ and myself and then she and her function in our house as I get to see the awesome work of God that just can't be explained in any other way. I mean, anyone we've been with, I mean, we've been together 22 years. I mean, we know one another We know our spouses, and of course they know us. And so when things that literally you kind of just resign to always being a certain way, when those things begin to change, friends, we had better sit back and take notice. And for those of us who call ourselves according to the name of Christ and follow the ways and patterns of Him, believing in faith that God changes us, conforms us, transforms us, sanctifies us. Man, may we, may we be mindful of the changes that we see and that we experience in this journey of life. And in no way just like, oh yeah, well, I just didn't really notice or I didn't, I didn't really think about that. You know, my household really is. <laughs> it just really functions different. I mean, I'm not intending to go into specifics this morning with this. 
again, I just kind of turned it on and started talking. I had something else in my head. But like just things in my house that I literally, in all honesty, had just resigned to changing. I had, I mean, let's just be honest. I had just given up. I had, I know my own tendencies. I know my own weaknesses. I know how my wife and I function. And, you know, I, I would wrestle, she and I would wrestle with just the fact of like, well, maybe some things we just need to learn to endure as normal for us, relationally. Maybe this is just how we're going to always be. I mean, do you all have anything like that in your life where you're believing for change? You know it's needed. You know there should be something different but everything you've tried, everything you've done, doesn't produce the circumstances and the change. And so you, you feel that, that tendency to like, well, do I just need to embrace this and say, well, this is just the way we are, I guess. Uh, maybe it's a coping approach. It's a coping mindset of like, well, maybe if I just quit being so disappointed and in, in fighting this, maybe, maybe we just can, we, we can just function, we can be okay. But thankfully God is good, God continues to convict us, to bring us to a place of repentance and lowliness and confession and faith. And with a recipe of several different things that are primarily just fueled by God's work. I mean, it's we're not void of having a, a role in it. We have to yield to these things. But primarily, I would just say it's just it's the miraculous work of God in us that things are just not how they used to be in a good way. They're just not. Things are just... My house is just different. My wife is different. It's like she walked into a room and came out someone else. And I believe the name on the door is, is humility, meekness, quietness, and submission. Not demanded, not forced, not coerced, a willing submission, y'all. And it's changed my whole household. It's changing me. Because when rightly responded to, I have to step up. I have to step up to a greater measure of fulfilling my role in my household under the lordship and headship of Jesus Christ. I have to love her and give myself for her in the same manner that he has done so for me.
I have to. And now I can. And it's such a beautiful imagery of our relationship with the Lord. Things begin to make sense in this context. That basically like the way I, if I can try to articulate it just here spontaneously, it's like the way I see it is my relationship with with Christ is he can only be who he already is, his function, his place, when I submit to it. (laughs) He is, period. He is Lord. We've talked about this before. God is omnipotent, preeminent, seated, highly exalted, and enthroned over every single thing, uncreated, created things. He created everything. There's nothing uncreated apart from Him. You know what I'm saying. Every single thing in existence, seen and unseen, He sits enthroned over with ease. But that doesn't make it automatic that He is seated in lordship upon my life. I have to give Him that place. I have to give Him His seat of authority over my life. I have to place Him upon the throne of my will. I have to submit to Him. And when I do, He can be who He already is. He can fulfill the function He already is being in me. So He does His part. That's a sure thing. That's a done deal. The only question is when we start using this, I don't like to use the word metaphorically, it's, it's just a spiritual truth wrapped up in a natural relationship of marriage. And, and the problem is I'm not like Jesus in that way. I'm not perfectly executing my role as head of my household. And so as I move into that reality and I give my wife a place, actually something to submit to, actually something worth giving herself to and trusting herself to, things begin to change. And as she gives herself to submit to the, to the change, to the something worth submitting to, Unto, we've found something that we've not known. And I realize not every relationship is like ours. Everyone's different. I've heard stories of couples that are in their 70s and 80s, and we've never, we've never raised our voice at one another. We've never said a harsh word. It's always been a tough sell for me. I mean, I'm always the guy that's like, Really? Come on. Really? Never? Never in 50 years have y'all duked it out? Come on now. I don't claim to know and I don't need to know. (laughs) All I know is that's never been true for my house. 
And that's, that's some of the explanation of what I thought would never change for us. I didn't think it would change. I just thought, well, we're just always going to bicker. We're always going to fuss. Not knock down, drag out fights. I mean, as we continue to be changed, you know, we learned and practiced self-control in measure. But something was still just, I would say, too much of our trying. It was still too, like, I don't know. We were working it out. We were just trying to be better with one another. But when we started giving ourselves to our roles, according to what the Bible tells us, in a way we hadn't before, we knew it in our head. We knew it. But we weren't giving ourselves to it like, in the moment, like the, the truths of submission, even just simple scriptures about being slow to speak and slow to become angry. No, uh, not right now. Can't do it. Won't do it. And maybe we could say can't do it because we were still walking too much according to our flesh tendencies, our, our, our I have to say somethings, our back and forth, last word. But I have to say that like when I started in confidence and in spiritual maturity saying I'm going to be, I'm going to be the godly man in my house. I'm going to give my wife something to follow. I'm going to give her something that is like what I submit to with the Lord Jesus. Steady, sure, reliable, to the best I can, trustworthy. Doesn't all hinge on that for me. I'm going to be wrong. But some substance of like, I'm believing, I'm believing that things are going to change in our house. And when she began to give herself, again, by her own will, crying out to the Lord to help her, everything has changed. Literally. Literally, everything's different in our house. And it's all stemmed from the simple, seemingly, <laughs> albeit hard, and man, it's a it's a it's a moment by moment decision, as it is for any of us, to walk with a surrendered will. But there's just something so, I mean, there's just no words. There's no way I could appropriately appropriately explain the atmosphere that comes through my wife's submission, her quietness, her stillness, her, her ability and freedom to say, you know what, Joel, I don't agree with you, honey. 
I don't think that's right. But you know what? Okay. You know what? That's okay. I trust you're hearing the Lord. I trust you're going out to the barn and seeking His face. I trust you're studying His Word. I trust you're, you're doing what you're saying you're doing when you pray with me. I have faith to believe in the order of our household. And so, okay. I'm not here to be your opponent. I'm not here to correct you. Okay. And I realize when, you know, here we are in 2019, you talk about that even in Christian circles. Oh boy. Are you saying that you you don't let your wife talk? Are you saying you never listen to her opinion? Are you No. Everybody's so extreme with these things. Everything gets pushed into such an extreme just really strange fascination with I don't know I don't even know what to call it I guess everybody already probably knows what I'm saying and I would just say like look around our culture how is our culture infiltrated those who say they follow Jesus and the teachings of the Bible and I mean, people could say, the Christian majority could say all day about like, oh, the empowerment of the woman and, you know, the, the stuff in the news about the power of the woman for whether it's sexual preference, abortion, equal pay in the workplace. I mean, culture is just inundated with this theme of like, hey, Everybody's the same here. Don't you be telling me who to be. I mean, I don't I don't understand like this is just another facet of how the church I believe has been duped. They've been brainwashed by culture and don't even know it. Because the biblical pattern in scripture for the home is more than just a man and a woman equal on a platform doing Bible studies together and raising their children to be good, perfect little Christian kids. Doing Christian-y things. The strong woman leading the Bible study. Doing a hundred tasks a day to perfection. And we think somehow that honors God. But what if the what if the real honoring of God is kind of the antithesis of that which is meekness and quietness a quiet life training our children serving our households I'm not talking about a 1950s apron wearing Betty Crocker apple pie in the oven lady I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Bible. 
I'm not talking about good, wholesome morality where the mother just runs into the room grinning, Hey, Timmy, did you iron your pants? Yes, mother, I did. Very good. Your daddy will be home soon. Make sure when father comes home, you give him a greeting. Okay, mother. We're not talking about that. And I think that's what people hear when we even talking when we even start to talk about the order of a godly home a godly home y'all not a moral home a godly home a home that we could draw on a dry erase board has Jesus the Christ as head and lord of that house And the husband submits in humility under the lordship of Jesus the Christ. And his wife looks to him. Oh, and here's here's everybody else's thought. Oh, well, what about her relationship with God? He's not God. He can't hear God for her. She has to go to God. Okay, well, that's, that's complex. There's a little more to that. Yes and amen. I'm not my wife's mediator. She can't, she doesn't have to come to me to hear the voice of the Lord. She's very capable of that. She does that now and will. But again, and this is something that like really stuck out to me a year or so ago. A couple years back it started, but really when I started looking at the creation of man. I mean, let's just look at the simple fact of creation. As we talk about equality, we're just the same. My wife and I, we're the same. We're a team. You got Pastor Jason and Pastor Kim leading megachurch number 475, East Campus, right? Pastor, pastors... Jason and Pastor Kim. Equality in the church. Equality. But let me just ask this question. How were man and woman created? Did God form Adam out of the dust and then turn and form Eve out of the dust? Equal. The exact same function and purpose. Did God, at the outset and origin of mankind, did God start there in equality? The, I'm, going to create, I'm going to create man and woman in my image, in my likeness, in our likeness, identical out of this dirt and dust. No. We know he didn't do that. God made man. God made the man. And they saw the man was what? Insufficient. He was lacking something. As I've said before, God wasn't shocked. He wasn't surprised. He didn't do something wrong and have an afterthought. Oh, well, oops. I should have made a woman when I made man. No. For whatever reason that we could go into somewhat, but it would take a long time. So let's just stick with the facts that are simple in black and white. God formed woman out of 
the body of the man. The rib was removed and woman was created for man. There's not a crazy, legalistic, weird, my wife will submit to me bone in my body. I mean none. I've got no interest in my wife following me around, wearing what I want her to wear, doing what I tell her to do, with no opinion or word or thought on any matter of her own. I'm not worried about that. And if you knew me, you would know that's true. I'm not interested in that. That's ridiculous. But can we not say that the purpose within the creation of man and woman, Adam and Eve, was deliberate by God's hand for a reason? He saw that man needed a helper. It's not lesser in a sense of like bigger versus smaller and more capable versus less capable, more needed less needed. And see, that's the problem is that's where we always land in our thinking. And I think it would do us good to realize I'm not saying that, and I don't believe that's what God intended. The scriptures say clearly, what? Weaker vessel. We don't even like talking about that. Well, don't you say I'm weaker? No one wants to be weaker in this culture. Weak? Wait a minute. Weak? I talked about this just the other day. Culture has indoctrinated the church. Weakness is not just undesirable, it's wrong. It's seen as wrong. Hey, don't you be weak. Uh uh. Don't you be weak, brother. You're an overcomer, you're victorious in Jesus. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. You're no, you're no weakling. Don't you be weak now. Again, we're opposing the teachings of God's eternal word. We're opposing it. When I am weak, he is strong. The last will be first. Those who hunger and thirst will be satisfied. The weaker vessel is a beautiful, honorable, awesome role in place. The weaker vessel must be seen for what she is. She was created because Adam was insufficient in himself to accomplish what God created him to do. He needed a helper. I won't even get into just my thoughts that fire off in my head about the Holy Spirit and that. But God created us deliberately for a purpose the way He did. And I'm just going to be honest because nobody knows this. This is not at all what I intended to talk about. 
This stemmed because I forgot some stuff at my house heading out for work moments ago. And I was pulling back in the driveway, and as I was, my wife was bringing those items out to me to the end of our driveway. And you know what? Some people are like that. There are people like that without Jesus. I get it. Some people are more servant-oriented, more thoughtful, whatever we want to call it like that. But this is nothing against her. This is, this is the accolades upon Jesus. My wife has not been like that. That's just not how she's wired. But you know what? She's becoming a new creation. She's experiencing the metamorphosis that the scripture talks about, about being transformed. She's changing. She's becoming someone else. And I'm fascinated. And I'm in awe. And there's nowhere in me that says, yeah, that's right. Praise God. She's coming into her place. I literally stand back and I say, God, help me to be my place for her. Help me, God, to fulfill my role. She's looking to me now. She's depending on me now, God. I've got to know you. I've got to hear you. I've got to seek your face. I have to know where to lead us. It propels me. The weaker vessel propels me to my need, to my dependence. I can be like her. That's the beauty of the function of our homes under the Lordship of Jesus. It's this circular pattern of function. I submit myself to the headship and lordship of Jesus the Christ, seated enthroned, preeminent upon my house and my life and my household. In humility, in desperation, in dependence, my wife comes to me in submission. She acknowledges not with her mouth, not with her doctrine, but in her heart, she gives herself by will to be still and submit to the order of God. Not just to me, but to the order of God. And my response is not arrogance or pride. There's no room for that. There's no way. That would obliterate the work of God in our house. But it pushes me to love her the way Christ loves me and receives me. And it propels me to go to Him the way I'm seeing her come to me in dependence, in reliance, entrusting herself to me, putting her faith in the order of God. This man is my covering. I'm the weaker vessel and praise the Lord for God's plan. I choose His way. I choose it. 
And it's just this beautiful reciprocal pattern that is absolutely supernatural. And there's no room for arrogance and pride. There's no room. And there's no room because it's the the fruit of the order of God is peace and joy and fruit. There's evidence. And it's a beautiful thing. And I know that's just kind of off the top of my head. That's not full of doctrine and and scriptures and you know what I am in no way insinuating well we just need to throw the scriptures out and be moved by the spirit you know I'm not saying that I'm just saying that there are times obviously as I've said before I can't sit here with three of my bibles and study tools on my lap while I drive I do that in other times and studies yes But like this is something that God is speaking and literally doing. It's the evidence of faith. It's the evidence that's alive in me and in my household. And if it's right and true, it will speak to you. It will speak something that stirs in the body. So may we examine our households. May we examine our households without fear. Oh, I don't want to lord over my wife. Well, get rid of that fear. And plead with the Lord to reveal His plans, His order. He has one. I just believe He needs to find a people willing to find it and then do it. It's more than being countercultural. It's more than just being set apart. It's more than just being different. It's more than the clothes we wear or the piece of fabric on my wife's head or the way that I talk. It's so much more than that. It's got to be. If it's not, it's empty. And anyone could do it. But if... It's moved according to the teachings of the Word of God and the confirmation of the Spirit of God within us, then amen, let's move forward. Let's keep going forward. There's so much more for us. There's so much more for us, friends. Don't settle. Don't settle for just being a good moral household. Don't do it. Jesus the Christ didn't purchase us, nor did God create mankind thousands of years ago just to be good and moral and better than our neighbors. He created us to demonstrate in our lives, in our marriages, in our parenting, in the order of our households to declare His glory in a man. So let's step it up. Let's give ourselves to these things. Ask God what is true. I don't care what your pastor says. I don't care what feelings that invokes in you. Those things have got to be irrelevant. 
things we oppose, that doesn't matter. My opposition or endorsement of a matter doesn't make it truth or fiction at all. So may we find the pattern of God in our homes. Praise God that we find anything. Praise God that He is so kind that, man, He's a covenant-keeping God. When He spoke something to be a certain way, and we find that way, it's a sure thing. Done deal. No discussion. It will accomplish what He said it will accomplish. It will speak for itself. Amen.